Are we ready to go? Yeah. <clears throat> Get off your phone. Ow! You leave me father? Well, because you're just on your phone all the time and it's fixed in your hand. If you straighten your hand, does it do that? Like Jesus. You say you can't even straighten your hand because like you're on your phone. Like, oh! <laughs> so we're going to Roger Avenue. Is this oh, Avenue? This is Roger Avenue. Avenue. And we're going uh. to meet Joe Howell, aren't we? Oh, no, I've gone too far. Oh, give me strength. <laughs> I was actually, you gave the person, I had so many you answers. You gave the person who does know nothing about the Exactly. You criticise me about how we It's supposed to be behind there. Be. <laughs> Make a U turn and go on to Roca Avenue. Then Make turn your first right. Make a U turn and turn your that first woman right. out of the car. And then take your second right at the Albion pub. You sit in right at the Albion, so that one. That one! Is, that's not your second, that's that your was first. The second! Right, onto what street? This, is, this one. This is the what street should we be I don't know, it doesn't Well, say. zoom in on it then. God, man, it's a sat-nav, man. It's not flipping rocket science. It's supposed to do the work for you. Do you know what it is? It would have been easier to walk or even hitch. How do you walk in a straight line? How do you survive life? But we're still here. Sure, I'll see you next week. <laughs> when we've found it. I am. I'm Betty Ball. And I'm Stevie B. He's a Mackham. And she's from South Shales. Bravo, you can see it. And uh, this is Speak Up Sunderland. I don't know about you, but I've needed that week off. On today's Speak Up Sunderland podcast, we're meeting this lovely human. I love teaching people. I love being in the studio, trying to transform the work that people have made. Well, then high art, working with people to create work and then giving them some ownership over it and uh, something to be proud of, like they can come along and go, oh, that's my picture there. You know, like that for me, that's, that's perfect. Her name's Jo Howell, a talented freelance photographer from here in Sunderland. And her most recent project encourages people to get involved in photography in many different ways and make photography accessible. I've been working in photography and participation for quite a few years. And I've done different photography projects where I take dark rooms out and about and uh, set them up in people's places. The thing with Sunderland is if you expect people to come to the art or to the workshops in particular areas, it's not going to happen. So it's a lot easier to just railroad them. I'll just turn up with a big dark room tent and be like, come on. Her project, hashtag we're experimenting, is exhibiting at the moment at Matty's Corner that redeveloped building on the corner right next to Weymouth Bridge. It's been commissioned through Arts Council England and Joe on a pitch in competition with other arts bodies from around the country. Sunderland Born and Bred, that was my main USP, I guess, when I went for the brief, was the fact that, like, I can't throw a stone in Sunderland without hitting a member of the family. So... <laughs> <laughs> This is my community and I'm proud to be part of it. But before we get started, <laughs> the results are in! If you have no idea what we're talking about, we've been pestering Stevie B to get a tattoo on his back. However, he had absolutely bottle to do with it. It was completely down. I've had conversations with friends, I've had family, I've had my wife wanting to potentially Divorce divorces. Yeah. At one point, Adam Wood's face was 10% ahead. 10% ahead. Do you know how stressful that was? Don't give me that evil look. Adam Wood's just a, Adam uh, Wood's, uh, a Speak Up Sunderland follower who thought it'd be funny that he would have his face on Stevie's back. And because it is so random and so very different, we decided to let it happen. 
Anyway, the results are in, despite the fact that Stevie's still breathing and married, by the way. Congratulations. Well done, Ali. 91 votes. And the winning vote is... Oh, for God's sake, really? <laughs> Play that funky oh. music, Stevie boy. The one that Will from Superfly Tattoos designed for War Stevie B had the winning vote by quite a lot, actually. Thanks Why? Thanks true friends I've got out there. I'm not being funny, you could have had anything on his back and you gave him the one that he wanted. How I'd weird, be, man. I'd have been quite happy with the Cookie Monster, actually. Cookie, 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 Cookie Monster. It was Mo I wanted wood on your face just so I could throw. You could have morning wood every morning at you. <laughs> That's the only reason you That's wanted this one. That's the only reason why I wanted it on. So Adam was a close second. 91 votes all together. Massive number. That's huge. I'm over the moon with 91. It was a very tight though. <laughs> yes. It was a very tight poll. <laughs> But thank you to Superfly Will's Tattoos in Hettenley Hall for making all of this possible and torturing more Stevie B by giving him a bit of laser! Yes, twice, by the way, so thanks for that well. again, Betty. I'm getting your ex-wife's name off your back, man. You should be thanking No, us. but when the first time this is up, these laser. So this week we are trying out Joe Howell's we are experimenting project, inviting people to experiment with photography in different ways. And the exhibition opens this week in Mackie's Corner. Why is it called We're Experimenting? Oh, really? Yes, because people won't know. What river are we next to? Ah. <laughs> yeah. okay. You know this, you know this thing dancing. called Speak Up Sunderland? Yeah. 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 Do you want a picture? <laughs> Stand together. Yeah, so pretend you're friends. <laughs> right? So, guys, on three, two, one. Speak up, something! I always had red eyes in the instamatic cameras. Your pupils are quite small at the moment. It's usually to do with pupil dilation, so. Because my mum used to say, devil child. <laughs> I could have told you that. Uh, maybe she was true. It was just what she, what I'm she dying to see true. this picture. <laughs> oh, I've put it in my back pocket because I have to keep it warm. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a chemical, so yeah. Usually, I put it in my boob, but um, like I've, I thought I better put this it guess. in my back pocket. Ah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> see, I would have had no see, choice. I remember, I remember this cameras before. You had, you, I'm sure you, there's no way you could touch it, and you had to just lay it flat, flat on the table. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, they never, you never shook them. I don't know why they sing that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do that one. I um, I mean it has no effect whatsoever <laughs> on the chemistry. Um, like I say, it's mainly heat dependent. Uh, so I think it, it develops the best at just over twenty degrees, which obviously there's no way it's over twenty degrees in here. Absolutely not. It's not over ten in here. <laughs> Probably not. Joe's studio was uh, was totally not what I was expecting. Uh, when I got through into the building yard, she did say it was going to go through a building yard, which it, it was exactly what I thought. It was like actually. This is showing me age. It was like going to Steptoe's backyard. It was, it was just full of like, you know, building stuff and, and you thought, well, where are we going from here? Unfortunately, that's um, that's what artists have to put up with because obviously we aren't rich people. Um, so that's why my studio is at the back of the builder's yard because the rents are cheap. 
but look at the size of it. But it's it's it's, it's, it's artistic in either. Is it? Do you you walk in, you can feel it. You can feel the creation and the energy. It's like mm. whoa! You can I tell magic that. happens in Rural. here. It's very bohemian. That's what I keep saying to people. <laughs> I had um, the the Ministry for Communications and Digital Media or something like that, D- DCMS. It's about 20 MPs and they came to, f- to visit my studio and of course I was like, please don't touch the skip. Same, same joke. My insurance doesn't start till you're inside. And of course I had to clean all the seats because they all had like cashmere suits or like coats and that on. And of course, yeah, it's like, it's an artist studio covered in concrete. <laughs> in the back of a builder's yard, so that was interesting. Let's go into the dark room. Lead us into the tent. Oh, the dark tent. Wow, I've never said that to a female. Uh, I'll not let you go properly in at the moment because um, this is set up for large format photography. Um, so these big prints that are oh, on the side good. there. It smells like pickled onions a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't like onions, <laughs> but it does smell weird. And it was like, you know, when you go in the TARDIS, you weren't expecting anything like that, so... It's weird experimenting. You can tell it's an experimenting room. It's a where she's trying this, she's trying this, she's trying that. It's a chemical process, so I've got three different large chemical trays that I was using to do the print work. So it was really interesting. It's the first time I've gone this large scale, um, and the roll of paper alone cost like four hundred and fifty quid. <gasps> So I had to wait until late at night to kind of open it up because even with me polythene down on the windows, I wasn't taking the risk that there was going to get light on it. I was up to the eyeballs in chemicals and making pictures over there. And when we, when we got in, there was this huge, like, sort of negative picture. And when she explained what the picture was, it really it actually moved me almost to tears because it was so personal and it was so different and I'd never seen anything like that before. So if you have a look at this image, it's actually um, photographs that um, were created as part of We're Experimenting. That is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I've just realised that's a female. That's me. Shut up. Is that you? That's me lying on top of it. What I did is I've produced these digital negatives that I'm working with in ceramics and think I'm just processing, processing, process. So I add them and I lay them down on top of the page mm-hmm. and then I lay down on top so that it's a double exposure. You can actually see where, if you look closely, you can see where you, f- you print in your hands. Yeah. Is you just yeah, so oh, my no. hands must have been quite warm yeah. because it's a chemical process. Like As soon as I'm adding heat to that piece of paper, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm affecting how the chemical's going to work. Yeah, so you can kind of see that it almost looks like, like, like I've got sticky fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so what you, was the thought process to this? Tell us about this picture. What's it mean? What's it represent? This represents, I guess, me in the community. So they're all images that I've made in collaboration with people all over Sunderland. But then I thought, I guess sometimes it's difficult to see the artist within that. Mm-hmm. So hence... Uh, hence moi. Yeah, hence me, uh, like a silhouette of, uh, of me on and top of it. And why in this pose? So that it's more easily recognisable um, as, a, as a person. Because if I have my hands like away and not making shapes, you might not necessarily be able to say that that's me. Kind of look like I'm drowning, though, which I think might be a bit macabre. Or running. <laughs> <laughs> running through the community. Uh-huh. So what do you try and capture? Because every single picture on here are very, very different. Yeah, well, that, um, I basically, um, I'm the dictator of, of the artwork. I'm like, right, I was going to say director, but dictator seemed like more appropriate. I stepped back when you said that, actually. The dictator, you're like, hell no. 
Um, so, like, the, the, the images are very different, but that's because, obviously, each individual who's built the camera and using the camera then adds their own voice to it because it's, it's what they want to photograph. Um, this, one, this one with the Amish-looking guys, that one was actually one of mine. Um, but they do look really creepy, don't they? They do, because was, you can't see their faces. It's I was weird. just going to say, I was, I was trying to hold back, but I'm glad you said that, because you look at so much, they're quite faded, and they look like quite ghostly, don't they? But there are memories, and it just depends how, like you say, how you take it. We took that as very ghostly, and some people might take that as, like, oh, it's, a, it's an old memory. Because it's not very often you see pictures like this, like you say, with people's names on you normally just see it on instagram on twitter on snapchat on your phone you normally don't see them physically there mm -hmm. anymore the art of taking pictures like that is kind of dying you know it's on your phone and straight on the internet now mm -hmm. and then you don't have to think about anything do you people i've worked with have been, i'm just going to take this picture of a massive scene and then i'm going to crop into this tiny little section in the bottom and it's the worst way to like take photographs ever because you're going to lose massive amount of quality so joe you are we are experimenting which is very clever hashtag we are experimenting mm -hmm. and you are sponsored by a lot of people yeah i kind of feel like a formula one racer that's not even all the sponsorships <laughs> so who's sponsoring you then so um the main funding comes from the arts council england and um, then the commissioners on behalf of arts council england are um the cultural spring northeast photography network but then in partnership, because other people have given stuff in kind to the project, um, there's also the Bridges, Sunderland um, Culture, the Mac Trust. Yeah, it goes on. There's even more. There's more. But I, I had to draw a limit, you know what I mean? Like, we can't have advertising that's just a page full of, yeah. <laughs> full of, full of logos. So how did this even come about? Because this isn't something you read about or see every day. We're experimenting started off as a brief, a shout-out, so it was a commission, um, and they were looking for ideas. Uh, so I spent a month pulling together this project, from inception to delivery to the logistics to setting up the exhibition. And luckily, I got the I got the commission. This is one of the bigger ones that I've seen in Sunderland. And if it had gone to somebody else, they would have been getting paid more to do my job than I get paid. So it was like one of those catch-22s. I was like, I have to go for it. Mm -hmm. Even though, I would admit, at the time, I thought it was a little bit out of my reach because it was such a big project. But um, it's nearly over now. It's nearly finished. And I flew with it, so fingers crossed we'll get more commissions in the town. So is this your job? Is this what you solely do? At the moment it is, but I, I work commercially as a photographer as well and I teach workshops in an array of different things and I create projects as well. So me as a freelance, uh, I do all kinds of stuff basically. But it's taken us nearly 10 years to kind of get the good ground in so people know who I am and basically the massive array of things that I can do. So for people who um, are listening to this, who've never, who could be interested in photography or looking at the start of it, what sort of pointers would you give them and why, why would they even get in, interested in photography? We're surrounded by images all of the time and I think everybody kind of has a latent interest in it. And then as soon as you start talking about the nuances of how we use photography in the everyday, especially advertising and things like that, people start to get really interested. Um, I also teach digital courses and the nice thing about that is people come in and they're like, I just want to know how to take a nice picture. And you're like, right, well, actually, it's almost like learning an entirely new language. Um, so you wouldn't expect to learn French, you know, in a one hour sitting. So 
expect to take your time to learn the language of photography. It's complex, but it's very interesting. Once you catch the bug, that's it, I think. It's like a documentation of your life, really. But Where's the exhibition now? The exhibition is um, in Mackie's Corner, and it's running on a Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Um, if you go and have a look on the website, is probably the best thing, because I've got lots of workshops going on as well. I want it to be a continuous feedback loop so people see the exhibition and then I'll make them make a piece of artwork about the exhibition and, and keep adding it in. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> I've taken a load of Instax portraits as, as we've gone along because it's really difficult to get people to want to have their face in. What on earth Instax? Instax are these, um, these instant photographs that are oh, on the back. Okay, okay, I have yeah. it kicking about somewhere. So they exist as like an artefact. The beauty of that is, of course, you can get people to interact with it. So can oh, you write on it? Can yeah. you say something? Oh, so you use an, in, um, an instamatic camera and then use the fact that you, you can write on it and put a story on it. Ah, yeah. right, OK. Oh, it's almost like a journal. Like a story see, I'm journal. old enough to remember when they first came out, everyone was like, oh, have you seen these cameras? And then they died, but they never went away. Well, there's a, there's a big resurgence, I think, at the moment that's going on with um, all the processes to do with photography. I think because it's so unique and you can get so many like, different effects from working analogue that you can't do, you can't replicate it in where well, you wouldn't want to. It would take you like weeks and weeks to do it digitally. Whereas, of course, it might just take you... Mm -hmm. 10 minutes to come and have a go and make a really interesting photographic piece of work. So do you still get up every morning and are you excited to go to work? Yeah, of course. I mean, I get up every morning because I'm self-employed. I'm like, I'm not starting before half past 10. <laughs> <laughs> you start any time you want, couldn't you? Exactly. I mean, the work... You can then also finish any time you want, couldn't you? Exactly. The working day doesn't finish for me. It's like five o'clock. I'm quite often, you know, it depends if I've got an event or a photo shoot or something as well. Some of my workshops run on the evening time um, to do with light drones and things like that. Just whenever, open all hours. <laughs> How important do you think being an artistic person is in the 21st century? Because everyone seems to get pushed down the academic line. You want to be a businessman, you want to be this, you want to do that. And everyone says, oh, I might be an artist, there's no money in that, I don't even bother. I think it's a life choice, isn't it? I don't know, right, if you, if you haven't got the tenacity for it then you're not going to stick it out that's just the, that's just the way it is um, so it's kind of like a self-regulating sector <laughs> um, yeah you don't get paid a lot of money there are other organizations like the artists union which have got um, payment guidelines for artists which is a nice step forward but some of those might be you know like for me I've got quite a lot of experience so technically I'm, I should be getting paid like 250 quid a day for workshops and stuff like that and I think sometimes that's quite a difficult amount of money to command especially if you work with charities and things like that so there has been progress but there's always room for more. Do you find that there's a growing I think there's a big knock-on effect with what happened with the, the, the culture city culture bit it seems to be gathering momentum now? It's a good thing for any area to have artists and have creatives um, in it it's 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 written about it by economists and things like that. It really, really brings up an area and attracts new investments to it. So hopefully that's like the, the kickstart that's happening at the moment. All these different artistic commissioners, Sunderland Culture, the Cultural Spring, Northeast Photography Network, they're basically getting everything all into 
you know, one kind of area and, and then making sure that people have got the support so that they can run the projects that they want and get them out there, which is really important. I hope that's a long-term thing, but obviously everything depends on funding. Um, fingers crossed, at least the next five years, if we can really make ourselves known as like a creative hub where you can come and you can find out anything. We've got glass blowers, we've got photographers, we've got musicians, um, and all of them are really hard working. I think we've still got like, you know, the graft in us left over from being down the mines or working on the shipyards. I don't know, I think there's still a lot of grafters it's out there. Itself, especially now, some, like what Stevie said, the 2020 bid, the 2021 bid, we lost it, but we prepared ourselves for not losing, but prepared ourselves on up, like bringing ourselves up. Because I'm not from Sunland, and I've only just been here a year, so I've watched, I've heard the stereotype of Sunland being misunderstood that it's not very nice, it's really boring. Newcastle's better, and now that I'm in and around the media and surrounded by artists and creative people, there is so much more going on than what people expect. And like you say, Sunderland has had like the air shows, the glass centre, the tall ships, the illuminations, all these big events happen in Sunderland that don't happen in Newcastle. But what people are forgetting is more than just the big events. The big events bring people in. But now that we've got the culture side coming, like the photography, the fashion, the dance city in Sunderland, there is more. It's just trying to keep people involved and wanting to be there. And people like you, Joe, like you say, taking your box out and going, hi, <laughs> come and have a look. <laughs> taking me, that means something else <clears throat> in Sunderland. <laughs> something else to me, you know. Wow. <laughs> it's one way to get people involved, though, isn't it? <laughs> well. Yeah, you'd have a queue at the door, <laughs> wouldn't you? Well, if all else fails. <laughs> if you enjoyed listening to Speak Up Sunderland and want to help us grow, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Why not share this episode though? Find your favourite episode, maybe send it with a friend, but just share. Share, 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 share. We're not doing this for the crack, we're doing this because Sunderland is amazing and people need to know about it. Yes. And that's exactly why Speak Up Sunderland was created. It's for you. So if you've got anything exciting, come and tell us. You can catch us at Speak Up Sun on Twitter or you can search us on Facebook at Speak Up Sunderland and just give her a message. So tra, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Draw them, I'm off. Mm. I'll see you next week, maybe, if I turn up. Have you found your keys yet? Well, if you hadn't hidden them, yes. I didn't hide them, man. You left them on the sofa. You kept them in your pocket for five minutes. Are you going to do that attack? Right, I'm off. See you later. Draw.